Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and this is a 2022 Havelina 100 pre-race interview with Brittany Peterson, a professional trail and ultra runner for Nike based in Pocatello, Idaho. Before we dive in, if you are a fan of Single Track, please consider supporting the show with a rating and review in your favorite podcast player, a small donation on Patreon, or the use of one of our sponsored discount codes, all of which you can find in the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much for your consideration. Thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. And with that, let's get started. All right, Brittany Peterson, welcome back to the Single Track Podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. So we last spoke back in mid-August before UTMB, and it seems like a fair bit has happened since then. Personally, I've really appreciated the self-reflective posts you've made about your mindset and performance since then. And there's a couple topics that I want to touch on before we we get to the main theme here, Havelina. Um, in a few immediate posts after UTMB, you talked about, quote, hiding behind running and forcing your way to start and finish lines and, and sort of questioning if you still have what it takes. Can you unpack some of that here and maybe talk about how you've processed it all and what some of the answers might be in the wake of everything? Yeah. Um, well, it's an ongoing process um, and answers are <clears throat> always evolving, I guess. But I think, I mean, 2022 has been just a not a great year for me as far as results and big buildups and disappointments and I, I think a lot of just reflecting on my personality as far as why, why like a bad result, um, I guess kind of takes me down a little bit. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle mm-hmm. with, um, of just being kind of defined by your results. Uh, good, you know, when it's good, it's great. And then when it's not good, it's really not good. So really both are not healthy. Um, so I think, I think that's just something where, I mean, UTMB for me has been like the little sore in my side where I just can't get it right. And it's a big buildup and I put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, and then it's obviously like the a huge grand stage that everyone's looking at. So then it's easy to start questioning a whole bunch of things and then string together, I guess, the series of race results I've had this year. And it was kind of just the final, like final little patch there that just kind of made me really question a lot in the sense of what am I doing? Mm. And, and I think, I think more so of just like, why am I doing this? Why I'm not having fun? Is this making me like the person who I want to be, you know, things like that, where I've kind of reflected on has elite running actually been good for me. Um, and, and I think my answer is not necessarily no, like it is, yes, it can. And it is because it's still something I'm super passionate about. I love running. Um, and that's where I think I, I followed up with a post of like, I'm not going anywhere. I just don't know where I'm going yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think, you know, it's, I've had some, a lot of really good conversations on it's, you have to like, make sure you don't allow that to happen to yourself. Like there's always going to be somebody faster. There's always going to be, you know, records being broken and things like that. And it's, if I feel like I'm just getting left in the dust, like, well, that's, that's obviously going to lead you to feel pretty lousy at times you know, versus being in the moment and like, I guess, celebrating. Um, I, I think my shift in perspective lately has been, I, you know, I want to go out there and feel like 
I'm super lucky because I get to do this, not that I have to do this. And I, and I think, you know, I've, in my career, I've kind of chased the prestigious races, the most competitive. And I really like that about my career. Um, but I'm also, mm. I'm, I guess I'm kind of hitting a string of maybe getting beat down a little bit by that or, or, you know, going to the same places and, and not really fully maximizing what I want out of, I guess, being a professional runner of, uh, seeing new places, challenging myself in new ways, you know? So if I'm hitting the same races every year, you know, because those are the ones that I'm supposed to go to and that's air quotes of just me, like myself putting that on me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I, it kind of has maybe put me in a little bit of a rut or has, has taken a little bit of the joy out of it, which is a personality issue. Yeah. Awesome insights. You've also talked recently about thinking more consciously about extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. So I'm curious, you know, we're a week out from Javelina. What are you motivated by most in your running right now? You know, I think I've just like, honestly, my, I took some time off after UTMB. I wasn't like jump back on the bandwagon to get a golden ticket because at that point I didn't really know. And so right now, I mean, I've reflected on that because yeah, sure. An ex extrinsic motivator right now is like, yeah, I'd love to get a golden ticket, but when the going gets tough, it'll be interesting to see because I haven't been in a position in the last few years that I've needed a golden ticket. So we'll see if that's enough, but really I think I've been focusing on like, why, why am I doing this when it gets hard and it doesn't feel good? You know, there needs to be a deeper why. And I think, I mean, that's where my training has kind of been lately is just, I don't know. I mean, go out with not really a lot of intention and then just, be present in the moment and like fall, the fall colors have been amazing. So I think just reconnecting with my hometown community, reconnecting with other aspects of our community, other runners that I know around the world. Um, and then just being grateful for like being able to move out on the trails. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of, well, I guess I'm probably jumping ahead, but that's kind of why I jumped into Havelina last minute because like, well, yeah. I've been training, I've, I had kind of loosely been training, not for Havelina, but for, <laughs> ironically, the, I was thinking like, well, maybe another FKT attempt on in the, at the Grand Canyon would be good, which is completely different than Havelina. But overall, I had been wor working <laughs> on speed um, in kind of a general sense since uh, UTMB because I was just reconnecting with the group of runners that hit the track every Tuesday and it just sounded fun. Um, so, so, I mean, I think that's kind of a variety of ways of like, just really going back to like the community and then back to like the original reasons that I enjoy running, like getting out with my dogs, being on beautiful trails. I love fall, you know, it's, yeah. I, I'm not home a lot in the summer, so it's just been really nice to be on my hometown trails, which actually can equate to a good training block. Super cool. Well, you mentioned uh, doing a, a local 50 miler. I'm not sure if it was a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, but you, you mentioned explicitly going out there and treating it like a vision quest. And I love that term and I love what's involved in that process. Were you using that race to, to answer or to help answer some of the questions we've talked about here today? Yes. Um, I had not been training regularly or for anything in spe anything specifically. And so I had messaged my coach and said, you know, 
this might be stupid, but what do you think about me jumping in a 50 miler next weekend? And AJW was, of course, like probably help, you know, hoping that I would find some sort of motivation was like, absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I was in local Boise. um, So kind of, I used to live in Boise. So it, it felt like a coming home. It felt like a a good place too. I love Claire. Claire was the one that always, I feel like uses the vision quest and I've just really resonated with that. Um, so, so I felt like it was a good coming home. Like I love the trails. I knew the course, you know, I, I figured a lot of my friends would be out there. So it was kind of this, and actually it, it, it turned out perfectly in the sense of I ran basically the entire race by myself. Um, so it was a good mixture of that solitude and just lost in my mind. Like, focusing on my breathing and just lost in my thoughts and like feeling really good at times and kind of problem solving through problems at other times. Um, and then there's pockets of, you know, like mm. getting to aid stations and seeing people I knew and, you know, the finish line where it's just a, a, you know, a whole community of people that I know care about me. So it was really, and I mean, it was actually kind of funny because the race didn't go perfectly. I had, I mean, I had hydration issues. I forgot that I had, gels in the back of my pack and so I bonked pretty hard there was a a sign that got turned around so I took a wrong turn and added on two miles so it's just I but I mean I was uh I don't know it was cool because I was (laughs) in the moment of like well this is kind of what life is like you don't get to choose you know that everything's going to be great or like what are you going to do when something doesn't go well, or you're kind of hitting a speed bump in a race or in life or whatever. It was just, it was very deep and mindful at that time of, of just kind of (laughs) stay positive and like work through it because that's what life is about. And that's what ultras I like about ultras. Um, and I feel like how it teaches us a lot of lessons that are applicable in life. Um, so it was actually, it was pretty cool. Like, of course, a vision quest would not go perfectly and it would it would remind you of all those things and you'd have to like keep your perspective uh, or I guess keep a good perspective instead of just like, well, that sucks. And now I'm going to walk or you know, I'm going to be all upset. Like that's what it is. And so I'm going to keep going and put my head down and figure something out. And I, f- I mean, yeah, that was, I accomplished that during that vision quest and it was awesome. Right on. Well, maybe last question I have for you, or maybe two more, but uh, you talked about earlier, toying with the idea of a golden ticket, like you, you might like to get a golden ticket, a javelina, but what is the overall mission here? And how are you feeling about a week out from race day? Um, I mean, of it's, yeah, of course I would want a golden ticket. Of course I want a fantastic race. I'm also going in realistically, like it's interesting comparing javelina last year to this year where I was kind of in a similar place after UTMB last year and then this year, I mean, different, but, but similar, um, where actually my training was very specific last year for Havelina because I kind of rebounded with Havelina and started training right away, but was forcing it. So I didn't take the time, like my peak training for Havelina last year, I like sat on the side of the trail and cried. And like, uh, there were so many workouts I couldn't motivate myself for. So really my, my training maybe was a lot more specific. And I don't know if it was better or, work, you know, whatever, but like I was doing a lot more course specific type work, but my headspace was a bigger challenge last year. And I feel like this year I have mm. been training 
not I, like obviously I wasn't signed up for javelina, so I haven't been training specifically for it. But my headspace has been in such a much better place. So I'm I'm I think my you know a high priority goal of like the golden ticket yes is something that is in my mind but i think even more so is trying to get through 100 miles with good headspace with kind of that vision quest mindset of like if something doesn't go well like don't shoot yourself in the foot on you know lap 2 when you have 5 laps total and you can really turn a 100 mile race around and i think that's something i've struggled with you know my last several hundreds of just I guess, kind of mentally giving in too soon, um, because that why has been lost. And so, so that's really my, my priority is to like, stay in the moment, enjoy the community, enjoy, you know, the party that is Havelina, um, and just really, I guess, rediscover myself in the hundred mile distance while still trying to, you know, test my fitness and, and I guess learn something too of like my, you know, not all eggs have been in this one javelina basket. So I think that could be a good thing of just not letting my mental space get caught in the hype or caught in, you know, self-destruction really, I guess that sometimes has happened. Last question I have for you. Uh, I know that you are a Nike supported athlete. Can you talk about the shoes you're wearing on race day? Um, we, yeah, the ultra flies, which are coming out, but they are super awesome. Um, really fast, perfect for this type of train. It's the same shoe I wore last year and at Western States the last several years. Right on. Well, Brittany, it's always great chatting with you. And and one thing I want to say, it's always fun, obviously, to chat about the X's and O's and victories and, and the, the fun sides of the sport. But uh, any chance that we get to talk about like the headspace side of it, the mental side of it, getting introspective, you talked about rediscovery there as an athlete, vision quest. I think it's awesome. So uh, thanks for shedding light on all of that today. I know there's a lot of folks out there listening who can relate and, uh, we're wishing you the best at Javelina. Do you want to, do you have anything else you want to say before we go? I mean, I just, I appreciate that. And I, I always appreciate your insightful questions and you're looking at that part of the sport. And I think a lot more people are, um, because it is a huge part of the sport where we're not machines. We have heads and hearts and, <laughs> that can help and hinder at the same time and I, I think it's it's been really actually rewarding just the last several months of how many people have reached out and like thanked me for sharing my journey and and it's like we are not alone and we can get through this and there are some awesome aspects of the sport thanks for listening before we sign off if you are a fan of the show please consider supporting us with a rating and review in your podcast player a donation on Patreon, or the use of our sponsored discount codes in the show notes. Thanks again. We really appreciate your support. Really appreciate you listening. Until next time, I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and you have been listening to the Single Track Podcast.